Hello, and welcome to the Parental Advisory Movie Podcast. We are your hosts, Jeff Hall and Patrick Terry. We're two dads with a love for movies. Join us as we discuss movies we have seen with our kids, as well as movies we have seen without them. Good evening, Patrick. How are you? Good, Jeff. Good evening to you. Yes. Uh, back on that Sunday night vibe. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. How are you doing? Okay. Um, it's been an eventful last three days, <laughs> to say the least. To say the least. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Bless. Oh, yeah. But other than that, um, work and, and spending a lot of the week getting... This uh, Steam Deck I purchased set up with games. Um, I'd mentioned it last time about having pre-ordered, finally getting an email to finish the payment, and it came in within the same week. And just been kind of tinkering with that throughout the week, getting games on it, putting a lot of my... The systems I have that I don't want to always pull out to play the games, been downloading and putting most of the games I have on there. Uh And... um, yeah, you know, just tinker with it. It's a, it's a cool system. Cool, man. Yep. Uh, well, no birthday parties for us this week or weekend, so we'll take a break. Yeah. From our regularly scheduled birthday party shenanigans. <laughs> um, although we did have a parents' night out at uh, Grayson's gymnastics place. York was with his mom. They went hiking, had a lovely time, beautiful, beautiful day for it. Mm-hmm. And Grayson wanted to go chill at her gymnastics place and have fun with her friends. So, you know, what do most couples do whenever they don't have kids? They go out, have dinner. Yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Stuff like that. Sleeping is, we've done that before. Uh, we've actually done that before for our parents. And I'll just come back and go crash. Like, yeah, we're going to go do nothing. Get back in. Like, but, you know what? This couch looks good. It's Get a little sleep. <laughs> yep. And no, we actually uh, got picked up some food, or I picked up some food, brought it back, and when you watch it, I finally got Ruth to watch Nope. So nice. finally knocked that out. Uh, she'd been wanting to watch it, and the best part of us having it, you know, because it was, it's now available for purchase. Mm-hmm. So we got it on iTunes, like I do most of our movies. And we watched it, and the beauty of having it, of us watching it at home versus watching it in the theater is I can fast forward through all the Gordy stuff. Not gory, but Gordy yeah. stuff. Uh, the chimpanzee on the show in there. And because Ruth does not do well with any sort of animals in peril, <laughs> I guess mm-hmm. is how she words it. Yeah. Um, so I was able to fast through all of that. So that was nice. Okay. So I shouldn't have to see any of that. Just the horses, I guess, in peril. <laughs> but, you know, that stuff's off camera. So Yeah, right. It's, it's true. She enjoyed it. She had some questions. Um, also, she... It was one of those she liked it, but it was such a departure from his other two movies. As far as like tone, not, yeah, I guess theme, not really theme, but tone and just style of how the other two movies have gone. That is just so different. She feels that he should have made this movie first. 
and then made the other two. I mean, I, I think I think kind of Get Out was the that. But is it the icebreaker movie for him? Yeah. And then once that was successful, it pretty much opened up what he can do. So yeah. He's just he's just trying to make the movies he wants now. Right. And yeah, that's what I think. But uh but yeah, I mean I guess the first two were a little more straightforward about what it was, and this one's a little more um not as upfront about it. Yeah. Kinda like I had to watch it twice. So I <laughs> I had some new thoughts. Uh, so I ended up watching, after the second time, I had an amazing, or not amazing, I enjoyed it because I was able to finally get some answers to questions I had after watching it the first time. Mm-hmm. Such as, you know, what did the monkey have to do with, like that whole the whole Gordy aspect of the movie. What did yeah. that have to do with literally anything in the rest of the movie? And then it finally... And after watching the second time, I was like, okay, the theme of uh, you shouldn't treat predators as entertainment. Like yeah. they're predators. You shouldn't be trying to domesticate them, I guess, and yeah. make them your showstopper. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, Jupe didn't learn his lesson after the first time. And, you know, True. And basically history repeated itself. So it 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 uh interesting from you know looking at it that way too. Yeah, it's kind of like as as well as you think you can train these wild animals, they still kind of abide by their yeah. own nature. Right. So yeah, and Ruth did bring up a good point that she thought that in his well, her actually her and York had a good conversation while we were at the zoo today. Um about the movie and about how, you know, in his brain, you know, in his memories that he's reliving the way he remembers things, you know, when he, when him and Gordy kind of had that fist bump, you know, like, Hey, they're still friends. Yeah. Even though he's done all this carnage, you know, she, he seems to think that he has this connection that he can still tame, you know, the wild beast. And so he, you know, as an adult basically still thinks that, that he could tame this wild predator. Right. And, you know, so that, that, that is an interesting, you know, theme. Yeah. There's other, and then Ruth had to go read a bunch of fan theories about the movie. So yeah, I did, have, that, I did that too. I did too. Yeah. So yeah, I got, I got thoughts as well. Yeah. yeah. yeah but, it's, but she, she said she did like it. She's like, I don't want you to think I didn't like it. I did like it. It's just that it was just so not what I was expecting. I go, well, yeah. yeah. I said, I get that. But, you know, he's using the Twilight Zone as his inspiration, you know, an episode of Twilight Zone for each as an inspiration for each movie. So mm-hmm. he's drawing from that and then building and then up trying to modernize and update it for, you know, our time. Yeah. So. Pretty cool. Um, something before we get too far into our show that I want to bring up our friends over at $2 late fee who you're trying to arrange for them to come back and join us for, uh, for an episode next month. They, uh, they had a live fundraiser where the, 
yesterday, which I said we was not able to, you know, watch or participate in because I was at work. Mm-hmm. But uh, they did a live charity fundraiser, which you can still donate to for Momentum Wheels for Humanity, creating mobility and expanding lives. It's a uh, part of what it does is it can help Ukrainians with disabilities directly. It's a human with the humanitarian crisis over there. It doesn't directly is not this charity isn't directly for that, but it there's money that's going to go to that you can donate that will go towards towards that. But basically, it's helping um, it's helping children with disabilities that are in wheelchairs. You know, get treat. You know, get funding to help assist them. So, if you would like to donate, um, you can go to two dollar late fees website and get a link from there. Or if you just want to donate, just directly the website's momentum for the number four humanity dot org. So, I would recommend uh, if you if you're able to, you know, help them out, uh, help our friends out. All appreciate it. So, but yeah, uh, let's see. I think that's about it for us. Yeah, we went to the zoo today and beautiful day. A little bit warmer than we expected, but that was good. But yeah. the zoo will be happening here in probably next week, I would imagine. So that'll all start up. It wasn't too hot today. Good weather. Yeah. Uh, and. And so, uh, as we did last week, we'll start with our trailers first. Uh, first up, coming to Netflix on November 4th, uh, is Enola Holmes 2. Now a detective for hire, Enola Holmes takes on her, her first official case to find a missing girl as the sparks of a dangerous conspiracy ignite a mystery that requires the help of friends. And Sherlock himself to unravel. So, uh, Millie Bobby Brown will return as Enola. And then Henry Cavill will return as Sherlock. Helena Bonham Carter will return as Eudoria. Uh, David Thewlis will also be in it. And Adil Akhtar uh, will return as Lestrade. Yep. So if you like the first one, this you'll probably enjoy this one. It probably would be more the same, I would imagine. Um, next up, we have The Mother. While fleeing from dangerous assailants, an assassin comes out of hiding to protect her daughter she left earlier in life. Starring Gael Garcia Bernal, Jennifer Lopez, Joseph Fiennes, Amari Hardwick, Paul Racy, Michael Carl Richards, and Jesse Garcia with Yvonne Sinat Jones and Olivia Lucas. It's like uh, no release date yet on that one. Okay. Uh, TV wise, also, we'll mix them both. Season four of You, the trailer for that one dropped. I still need to watch three, but I know you watched. Uh, third one. I'm caught up on the series. I still need to watch the trailer for the new season. Yeah, I'm kind of behind on 
chicken trailers out. Um, next we have Knock at the Cabin, M. Night Shyamalan's latest. While vacationing, a girl and her parents are taken hostage by armed strangers who demand that the family make a choice to avert the apocalypse. Dun, dun, dun. Coming out February 3rd of 2023. Starring Dave Batista, Jonathan Groff, Rupert Grint, Ben Aldridge, Nikki Amuka Bird, William Ragsdale, and Abby Quinn. So, looks like it could be interesting. Hopefully. No, no how it is with them night. Yep. <laughs> yeah, but I say still be hit or miss. Yep. Uh, next, we have coming to Hulu on uh, October 7th. Hellraiser. A take on Clive Barker's 1987 horror classic where a young woman struggling with addiction comes into possession of an ancient puzzle box, unaware that its purpose is to summon the symbiotes. Directed by David Bruckner. Starring Jamie Clayton as Pinhead. uh, Goran Viesnich. It's Haim Abbas, Odessa Ezion, Brandon Flynn, Drew Starkey, and Selena Lowe. We have a female pinhead, which is a, which would be cool. I was never in those movies, so I will probably not be watching that. I never, I never actually watched them because I think the trailers at that time scared me enough. Where I'm like, I don't think I want to see it. Like the trailer would come on when I'm asleep, I'd wake up. I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, and even as an adult, when you're like, well, it's 80s horror, so it's kind of cheesy now. Yeah. I'm still like, I still don't have an interest in this. <laughs> like, I'm still like, mm, I really want to, but nah, I'm good. Yeah. At least it'll be on yeah. Hulu, like I said, streaming. Yeah. yeah. So, next, coming to Netflix, uh, limited series on October 13th is The Watcher. A married couple moving into their dream home is being threatened by terrifying letters from a stalker signed The Watcher. Starring Luke David Blum, Terry Kinney, Michael Newry, Emily Juliet Murphy, uh, Yuko Torihara, Michael Devine, Jennifer Coolidge, Naomi Watts, and Bobby Cannavale. Oh, me of Pharaoh was also in it. Uh, seven episodes for that one. Interesting. And then uh, next we have Bardo, directed by Alejandro Alejandro G. Inurato. I always screw that one up. Uh, the guy who directed the third Harry Potter movie. <laughs> Uh, anyways, Bardo follows a renowned Mexican journalist and documentary filmmaker who returns home and works through an existential crisis as he grapples with his identity, familial relationships, and the folly of his memories. Coming out December 16th. So, 
sure that one will probably be going for some Oscar bait there. Be my guess. And uh, yeah, looks good. I mean, looks two hours fifty four minutes. It's gonna be a long one. Yep. But I'm gonna watch it. <laughs> uh, next up, uh, coming to Netflix on uh, October seventh, The Midnight Club. The Midnight Club follows a group of five terminally ill patients at Brightcliff Hospice who begin to gather together at midnight to share scary stories. These are going to be 10 episodes long. So Heather Langenkamp's going to be in it. So any fans of the original Nightmare on Elm Street? But the only one I recognize. Yeah. And that is it. Four trailers. All righty. Let's get into our feature presentation. So this week we <laughs> we went and saw the movie that I think has probably gotten more attention due to behind-the-scenes drama than the drama inside said movie. Mm-hmm. We went and saw Don't Worry, Darling, which came out this past Friday. September 23rd, the runtime of two hours, two minutes, rated R. It's about a 1950s housewife living with her husband in a utopian experimental community that uh, begins to worry that his glamorous company could be hiding disturbing secrets. Starring Florence Pugh as Alice, Harry Styles as Jack, Chris Pine as Frank, Olivia Wilde as Bunny, Kiki Lane as Margaret, Gemma Chan as Shelley, Nick Kroll as Dean, Sydney Chandler as Violet, and Kate Berlant as Peg. Douglas Smith as Bill, and Timothy Simons is Dr. Collins. This was directed by Olivia Wilde and... uh, Screenplay written by Katie Silberman and story by Carrie Van Dyke. So, yeah, Patrick, uh, what you think? Well, <clears throat> going into it, I had no idea what to expect, even from the trailer. Uh-huh. And then while watching it, I was like, I don't know where this is going. I kind of have ideas. <laughs> um. I guess overall, I did end up liking it. I enjoyed it. I felt, for me, it was probably kind of hard to talk about without really spoiling it. But, I mean, as you can see in the trailer, you know, they live in this 1950s style home where women are the housewives, men go home, go, go off to work for the day, and they spend their time cleaning, and if they have kids, take care of the kids. But, of course, everything's not... As it seems, apparently, you know, yeah. um, you got a neighbor that's kind of asking a lot of questions about what's going on and a lot of weird things happening. Um, things are happening to Alice. And I started getting these vibes like, ooh, Alice in Wonderland. 
yep. in a way. Um, but I feel like Florence Pugh kind of acted her butt off in this one. Like she, yeah. this is her movie. It this is her movie. I mean, her movie. And that was like the one thought I really had that I liked. <laughs> the one thing I really did enjoy was her performance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She, um, everybody else's kind of was okay, but like she brought it. Like, yeah, she, she, she invested <laughs> in her character. And, um, I mean, everybody else plays their role well with what they're given, but it, it, it's really focused on her character. And, um, and it's, she always gets kind of the weird situations, <laughs> mm-hmm. but she does so well in those situations. She wouldn't have done better if she had a vest on. <laughs> it's a cool vest, isn't it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> right. Um, so she did get she did get to do a little little running. Yeah. A little bit. Um, but yeah. Barefoot barefoot running. Yes. I don't even know if you noticed that, but I yeah. even I, I was like, oh good god, girl! I hope you only had to do that take once. That's hard right. to watching. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, I kind of got, I guess thinking about certain movies like Truman Show in a yeah. way. Um, there's it's another one. I can't think of the name of it, but um, it's just one that, like I said, everything's not as it seems on the surface. There's something yeah. going on and it felt kind of like a Twilight Zone movie. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like that. Yeah. Black Mirror. Like episode, maybe. Yeah. But I mean, I walked away really liking it. Yeah. <laughs> Especially so, not knowing to expect I thought I had the movie figured out before it started like just from the trailer mm-hmm. uh, I thought it was going to be like a Stepford Wives type of thing and because the trailer kind of leads you to believe that could possibly be it yeah and that the wives are just like robots or whatever or I was kind of thinking that but I've been so been a while since I've watched that movie mm-hmm. so I wasn't yeah. quite sure yeah and like I was like I hope that's not where this is going but then there's certain parts in the movie where you're like, don't think you'd be doing that to a robot, though. <laughs> True. Just saying. Um, but I don't know. I don't know what people do with the robots. Um, I liked her acting. Harry Styles is, from what I understand, a great performer. Mm-hmm. I'm, as a musician, I mean, it's not for me. Grayson loves him. Uh, Ruth likes him. I no opinion. <laughs> Just like nah, his, his music's not for me. I'm glad it's for them and for others. But All right, uh, his acting is you. You could tell it's not his primary thing. I think he's trying to make it his primary mm-hmm. thing. It they want to stick to music. I think. Or get some more lessons. Yeah. I mean, I understand he was also a little preoccupied during the filming of this movie. <laughs> Since him and uh, the director slash co-star Olivia Wilde uh, started a relationship during the filming of this, which is the majority of the drama that has occurred in the making of this movie. Mm-hmm. Because she apparently was spending more time in his trailer than she was on set or with trying to give guidance to actors um, as far as direction and what 
they would like she would like for them to do in the scene. Right. So much so I read that apparently her and Florence Pugh had it out. Well, okay, Florence Pugh basically handed it to her in the dressing room, trailer or whatever. Basically saying, Why this is your movie, why am I doing more directing of this movie than you are? Dang. Hey, there's some and you know there's some scenes like I with knowing that I did kind of that did kind of cross my mind during a few scenes where where she's really like I mean held the freaking scene with her with yeah. Bunny. Yeah. There towards the end. Like you could tell I'm like she's yeah. using all of that frustration and uh that she's got been having and it was she yeah channeling it channeling, channeling it yes yeah. very well yeah. um i think it's an okay movie um the more i was watching the movie the more i was starting to kind of get an idea of what what's going on i guess yeah um i was like okay I'm picking up. I'm starting to pick up. I think I have an idea of what's going on here. It wasn't overly predictable, but there are parts of the movie that I felt were kind of flat for me. Uh, the reasoning behind what is going on, I found very unbelievable. <laughs> and so that kind of pulled me out, I think. Like, well, this is the dumbest reason for any of this, and mm-hmm. it makes zero sense why you would do this. Um, we may, you and I may have to do like a spoiler thing where we just drop like 15 minutes of us just spoiling this because I think it's worth discussing. But it, it is. But for those that haven't seen it but and still want to. I don't want to ruin it for anybody, but there's, there are some, this movie does definitely have some issues. The critics are not enjoying it (laughs) Um, because it is, it is lacking in some areas. Now there, you can tell the days that Olivia Wilde, I keep wanting to get my trying. I'm trying to get my Olivia's confused Uh, because they both kind of rose to stardom around the same time. So it's, yeah. Yeah, one was on House, the other one was on Attack of the Show. <laughs> Just, uh, yeah. Anyways, yeah, 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 yeah. I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> but no, yeah, I so mean, they, I know Attack of the Show. I know about. I forgot she was in that. Uh, Wild was in House. Oh yeah, at thirteen, she was thirteen. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so they there's, but you could tell the scenes that she was really like on her A game. Because mm-hmm. that chase scene at the end of the movie, that was not, that was good, beautifully shot. Yep. I don't know if it was her DP that was really wrangling things in, or if she really kind of had full control of it. Right. Because you can really tell how well put together that is. And then there's some scenes that are just kind of choppy and just kind of not choppy. They're kind of sloppy. Mm-hmm. And those are the ones I think you can kind of tell where there's a disconnect where the director's not really present. I guess you could say whether physically or just mentally not there. And so there, it does have some, some moments where it, there's some un- unevenness to it. 
But overall, I think it's a good movie to watch one time. It's not one I'm going to, like, I may rewatch it later, but it's not one I'm, like, wanting to go back and see right away. So, but overall, I think it is, you know, it is watchable. I mean, if anything, I, I think if you like either Florence Pugh or Harry Styles, you'll probably go watch this. Nick Kroll was great. It was good to see him in a non-comedic uh, movie as a supporting actor. So I thought he did good as yeah. far as that. I always have enjoyed his work. So, but yeah, it's and the cost. I mean, the, the set design and the costumes were great. I mean, I can't knock that at all. It's some decent music. True. Uh, the, there's a little kind of homage to like 1950s. Uh, movies in there too so that's kind of cool yeah but you know there's things to like about it but there's also things that you you know could have been done better so yeah no six minute applause in our theater out of 12 people now i ain't gonna lie i'm not gonna lie so i went to a nine o'clock show shocker there i was able to find one yeah (laughs) and uh i snuck in two apples because everybody didn't want to get popcorn because I'm trying to do better, you know. Yeah. Let's not get two apples, which, you know, is not the worst thing in the world. I did get a fruit punch drink, so it's not mm-hmm. like I didn't contribute to the concessions. Right. Um, but there was also only like 12 people in our theater. And I'm in here eating an apple and I didn't realize how loud that was until I started eating it. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, maybe I should brought bananas or something else because or cut them up <laughs> yeah or something i should have i just i was kind of in a rush i just kind of grabbed them on the way out yeah i was like you know what i'm Whatever. not that mad i ain't that mad i'm you know if there was like a if it was more full if the theater was more full you know everybody beating their popcorn you wouldn't be able to, i mean it's gonna be just as loud so it's not true you really be that worried but yeah with like 12 of us in there i'm on the front row <laughs> Maybe they thought you were eating nachos. That could be. <laughs> Let's hope so. Is he or eating just that? crunching ice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. See, is that an... Where the hell do they even have apples? They don't have apples here. What the hell's going on? What's going on <laughs> in this movie? <laughs> like, look, I got my fruit punch. I have contributed. <laughs> yes. Uh, Five dollar drink. It, yeah. And is it just me or does Chris Pine look a little rough in this movie? Yeah, you know, he's looking a little weird. A little weary there. <laughs> he's, I'm like, oof, but he's aging a little bit there. Yeah. Yeah. I, Not able to but, hide that. Yeah. And, but, it was, but it was cool. I mean, oh, yeah. Um, he did great. Like, he, even he did great. Um, I, you know what my one thought was about him, though, while I was watching that movie? Mm-hmm. I was like, wow. I was like, I don't know about that. Because I kept focusing on, like, what is it? It's like, there's something off. Like he's looking older. What's what is it? That's his eyebrows are really bushy. Are they always that bushy? He needs to get those taken care of. Like I'm like taking grooming. The hair was kind of slicked down a lot in one scene. Yeah. I was like, I don't know. On here. But then I'm like, you know <laughs> what? He could probably play David Hasselhoff in an autobiography movie. <laughs> that was like weird, random stuff I was thinking of instead of actually painting it. I was like, it's like no, Dang. he. I was like, I, just, I don't know what it is. Is it the he doesn't really have wrinkles? Is he have work done? 
<laughs> the stupid shit that I'm thinking about. Not. But shoot, when I was when that when what's her, uh Game of Chan came on the screen, I'm like, oh dang, it's Cersei. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Okay, so we got a little Marvel crossover, a little DC. Yeah. See, multiverse. <laughs> multiverse. <laughs> uh, Steve Trevor. <laughs> oh, M. You know, of course, Yelena. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't forget Yelena. Uh, so yeah so don't worry darling it's fine it's a september movie it really is yeah there's just some things that would be spoiler i can't talk about yeah yeah that that part i like because it's made me think like i could see if that was a possibility to happen i could see people doing it yeah whether it's good reasons you know, mischievous reasons, but it if 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 everything was possible, yeah, I could see it happen. Yeah, yeah I sent a I sent a text to my friend. I'm like, this is a movie you probably would have suggested me watch, so I'm <laughs> suggesting it to you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah true story. <sighs> okay, I think I'm going first this week. So, in addition to watching, don't worry, darling. I keep wanting to say move over darling instead of or come here darling never don't worry darling yeah which is i don't even like that title either <laughs> yeah i mean that's probably one of the, one of the negatives i've had the title is not the best i yeah. just don't know what they could have called it <laughs> um daydream believer <laughs> hey hey right i mean consider like right there with it um all right, so on in theaters, but also on Paramount Plus this week, uh, I watched, or actually this morning, with in Grayson watched part of it. Uh, I watched On the Come Up, rated PG thirteen, one hour fifty five minutes. This is right. This is your wheelhouse right here, because I know you like yeah. watching those rap battles. Yeah. Uh, so it's based on a book by. Uh, Angie Thomas, who also wrote The Hate You Give. So you already kind of have an idea for tone-ish. Story centers on a 16-year-old, Bree, who wants to be one of the greatest rappers of all time, facing controversies with an eviction notice, staring down her family. Bree doesn't just want to make it. She has to make it. Dun-dun-dun. Starring Jamila Gray as Brianna Bree Jackson. Noah Dior Rucker as Young Bree. I think it's Sanaya. I feel like that's Sanaya. Sanaya, okay. Sanaya Lathan, who also directed the movie, stars as Jay, uh, Bree's mother. Michael Cooper Jr. as Malik. Miles Gutierrez Riley as Sonny. Method Man, who to me in this movie is the best he's ever looked in anything. Looks yeah, he's been working out. He looks amazing. Been, and he looks young. And he looks younger. Like I don't yeah, know I've how seen that I've seen some videos like working out. I'm like, that dude's found the found the youth. Yes. <laughs> or he changed his diet working out. I don't know just, what, but man, he looks he looks amazing. Yeah. I didn't even reckon. I got there's no way. But also starring. Uh, anyways, Method Man stars as Supreme. Divine Joy Randolph stars as Amp Who. Uh, she, most people also know her from Only Murders in the Building. 
and the Lost City. So then Justin Martin as Miles, Titus Macon Jr. as Trey, and uh, Little Yacht. Is it Little Yachty? I'm horrible with hip hop, man. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Little Yachty as Infamous Mills, and Mike Epps as DJ Hat. All right. Now that's all. So basically, this movie is about this girl that does rap battles. She's 16 years old. She she has a very. You hear her inner monologue coming up with different poetic rhymes. Poetic rhymes coming up with rhymes and you know verses. Verses. There you go. That's basically what poetic rhymes. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, and very smart. You know, with these. Very smart. Very good with it. Uh, she's kind of living in the shadow. Her father was a legendary uh, hip hop, local hip hop artist. We'll say uh, okay. he he got his chance. He uh, what got a lot of mad respect about it, and he ended up getting shot and died, shot and killed. And so he passed away. His her mom was a heroin addict. So she had, you know, she had a rough younger childhood and not saying that, and, you know, at 16, it's much better, but her mom is now a few years clean, okay. and, but she's still having a hard time with as far as keeping a job. So she got let go for a job. She, you know, they're about to have their power and, you know, their power gets turned off throughout in, you know, in the movie power gets their power gets turned off. Bree's older brother had to quit, had to drop out of his master's program and take a job at like a fast food restaurant, which if you still have an undergraduate degree, you should be able to still get a pretty good job, I would think. But that's just me because I've only got an undergraduate degree and I was able to do well. Yeah. So it seems weird that because he had to drop out of his master's program, to help, you know, go back, you know, to go to work to help support the family and everything. You couldn't just get the job in the field of his study. Anyways, small little thing, but yeah, kind of something that kind of bothered me more than I think about it. So she, uh, Brie goes to this rap, you know, they have this, not underground, but it's like, like a warehouse, it looks like, and they have an actual boxing ring in there okay. where they do these rap battles and stuff. And she's her manager is also her aunt and you know to try and, and was able to get her on there she ends up chickening out uh the you know before she was able to actually do anything so she chickens out she runs off so she gets you know she gets shit on the bus when she gets on the school bus in the morning to go to school they give her you know grief about it and everything yeah she sells candy out of her backpack to help, you know, kind of make money. Well, when she's at school, she sells candy to one of her friends, oddly enough, a bag of Skittles. And the school security basically starts harassing her, saying, what's in your bag? What's You have to show me what's inside. And she's like, no, I don't. They do not just confiscate the bag. They literally freaking WWE style pick her up and like body slam her down on the ground. Like literally lift her up. And Damn. I don't 
no wrestling moves, but yeah. If I yeah. watch it, I'll let you know what move. Okay. Yeah, yeah, you'll <laughs> Stay tuned for further. <laughs> Patrick's wrestling tips. <laughs> um yeah, I was like, damn. I was like, I was like, well, that's you have to cut you really have to take this. You really had to take this movie uh with a grain of salt. Mm-hmm. With you have to understand that it is kind of a tween drama. Okay. Yeah. So you can't be looking at it with the same eyes you and I look at if it were if it was a movie that was marketed towards us. Let's put it right. that way. Because I read the LA Times review of this, and I don't really I'm not big on wanting to read other people's reviews because I don't want it to influence mine right. or kind of ruin my enjoyment of it. Um, if it's not great, so. I read this afterwards trying to come trying to find some trivia about the movie and everything, some extra stuff. And they didn't they were like bashing it, but I'm like, well, you're looking at it through the eyes of an adult watching mm-hmm. this movie instead of looking at who this movie was made for and looking at that perspective. The rap battle scenes were great. She comes back. I mean, Bree comes back next day. But she gets suspended from school. Because they find out, you know, she wasn't selling drugs, but she was selling contraband, which which is still because you're not allowed to sell candy or sell stuff at school. She's soliciting contraband. So, whatever. And obviously, it's one of those they try and say that race plays an issue, but it was a black cop that actually or security officer that initiated all this. So. But her, you know, her argument is, well, this were one of the white students they wouldn't be doing this yeah um so it's whatever um she goes back the next has all this kind of not right you know has all this fiery rage in her but she goes back and she ends up battling this kid that is from also from garden city i think is the name it's a made up and it even says somewhere in america garden city uh this kid that's like a one-hit wonder. You know, it's got a hit, it's blowing up, but it's not great. And so she ends up getting up there, battles him, and freaking decimates him. Decimates him. And so it's, turns out it's Method Man's kid. Uh, mm-hmm. So he's like, you know, I really like how you did that. You know, I really like what you did. You know, if you want to come to me, just while Mari being managed by, you know, this person, you know, but okay, well, if you ever change your mind type of thing. Yeah. <clears throat> well, you know, her battle blows up. So, you know, everybody, everybody's opinion change. So then they're working on the next one. And she, uh, she ends up not being able like, they're not able to get in because her aunt ended up pulling a gun out on someone. Not sorry, brandished a weapon. They didn't actually, you know, just basically lifted their shirt up because yeah. these yeah. other gangsters show up trying to start shit and in the parking lot. And so they got banned from the rap battle the next week because yeah. of the disturbance they created. So she ends up starting a battle in the parking lot, like a rap battle in the parking lot with someone and just, yeah, the, you Take know, it her too. Oh, dude, yeah. it's great. She was awesome. Like, 
Jamila Gray was amazing in this movie. I absolutely love her. Yeah, she's going to be awesome. She was great in this. <laughs> but as she's doing this, she finds out the power gets like when she gets home, trying to go to, she's trying to work on her next, you know, her next lyrics and stuff like that, writing it down. The power goes out. Okay. The power got shut off. So she realizes what she has to do. She goes to Supreme, goes talk to him, mm-hmm. and then start working with him because she knows that. Because for her, it's not about. She's not doing it because she wants to. She's doing it because she has to to help her family. Right. So her aunt, of course, feels a little betrayed by it, but it's like, no, I'm doing this because I had, not because I want to. So she records a track. For her, it's very thoughtful as far as, and there's a lot of metaphors in it, but it comes, when it gets released and it's streaming, it's popping, like there's 20-something thousand streams of it already. Mm-hmm. And she comes a huge hit. But the only problem is it almost, because, because if you take it at face value, it seems like she's calling out this other gang, the one that was trying to start stuff. Well, that's going to get her hot water. Yeah. But the kids at her school are taking it as almost like a protest song with, against the security guards. So it's and so like there's almost like a riot at school outside of the school. Yeah. Trying to get in because they were all basically having her back about how the security guards treated her. So it starts a whole thing. But. It this movie is it's again you look at it as like a teen drama a teen drama drama mm-hmm. you'll enjoy it a lot more because there's going to be a lot of things that you're like well that wouldn't really happen there's a scene there's a scene where someone gets shot and you know family's just walking right on into the room and, and I'm like I was like Patrick's going to lose his shit if he watches it. <laughs> he's like the hell are they doing who let them in yeah how did they get by here <laughs> kind of like when i was watching it, just get by, just yeah. past that <laughs> get past it realize it's a movie <laughs> not really gonna happen yeah because a lot of the stuff in this movie is a little it's a little kind of out there but again it does kind of dig in some stereotypes but again look at your target audience for this movie and understand that that's going to happen because even though those stereotypes are in there, it's also addressing those stereotypes in the movie. Okay. So it, 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 it's a damned if you do damned, if you don't, I think in my, you know, in my opinion, but I enjoyed it. Grayson liked the rap battles. Like, like the one dude, this first one, I'm st- I'm like, who is this kid? You know, talking about my kid. Yeah. Because this kid's up there doing his rapping and everything. She's like, hey, hey. I'm like. Getting all into it. Yeah. I'm like, who are you? It's <laughs> cracking up. And then, and then, you know, when Brie gets up there and starts, she's like, yeah, yeah. And then she's like clapping and everything. <laughs> it really drew her in. I said, all right, girl, I, I got you. That's it. And then she was sitting watching, you know, watching it until we went until we had to leave to go pick up York. 
at his mom's and then uh we came back and watched it or i came back and watched the last 45 minutes of it after we got back from the zoo but yeah, i enjoyed it it's i think it's worth a watch yeah uh, just try not to just appreciate it for what it is and mm-hmm. not what you think it should be if that makes sense but the rap battle scenes are the best i mean it's kind of like watching eight mile the rap battle scenes are the best so okay. these are not eight mile quality rap battles but that's good. okay that's again your target audience so yeah. but yeah um on the come up on Paramount Plus and on uh, in theaters. All right. So I went and watched a movie that for me was the first time watching it. And the last. <laughs> <laughs> I, I checked out Avatar. Um not the last Amber. Not the last Airbender. No. No 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 no. <laughs> um which was originally released. December 18, 2009. But because we have a sequel finally coming, I know 13 years, but because there's a sequel coming out finally in December, got a re release September 23rd of this year. Um, two hours, 42 minutes. James Cameron's the director. Stars Sam Worthington as Jake, Zoe Saldana as uh, Natiri, Stephen Lang. I'm like, dang, he's looking young. <laughs> And in shape. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. He, I mean, he didn't Hell look bad in don't. He didn't. He didn't look bad in the Don't Breathe movie, but Don't Breathe. No, he, he still looks time. good. I mean, he still got it. Yeah. Um, Michelle Rodriguez, Sigourney Weaver, Giovanni Ribisi. I like. I, I recognize these people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Alonzo. Yeah. Yeah. Alonzo was voicing uh, Sute. I thought it was. Um, what is it? Um. Um. I know I'm going to remember it here in a minute. But I thought it was somebody else voicing it until I looked it up. I was like, oh, okay. All right. But um, it's about a paraplegic Marine dispatched to the to the moon, Pandora, on a unique mission, becomes torn between following his orders and protecting the world he feels is his home. And so he basically gets this job because his twin brother dies in battle or in combat. And because he had a contract, they want him to fulfill it. <laughs> and so because he shares DNA, he is automatically has an avatar. <laughs> that, because him and his brother share the same line. And um, I mean, I, first, I did like it. I didn't think I would. Because when it came out, I'm like, I'm, I'm not going to watch this. You know, 13 years ago. But um me, I feel like now is probably time for me to watch it. I did enjoy it. Um, it's kind of crazy. I mean, it's kind of. See, this is why I wish we could talk about other stuff. Because <laughs> it's kind of. Dude, it's, it's Avatar. It's 13 years old. If they haven't seen no, it. No, oh, okay. I, I, I was just comparing some things. I can't. Oh, okay. <laughs> but. Um, okay, I was about to say, if we can't yeah. talk about this movie. I don't know what we no. can talk about. <laughs> no, it's been so long. If you hadn't watched it. Yeah, that's on you. Yeah. <laughs> up, up until this moment, I couldn't say that, but now I can say that. Same yep. one. <laughs> you know what? I can still say it to you. Yeah. Um, but, you know, so there's these indigenous people on this planet that they're wanting to mine um, a certain rock. Yeah, yeah. What's the name of that rock? Shit, I forgot. <laughs> How could you forget? It's unobtainium. Okay. It's the dumbest name 
That's why I forgot. And, it's not it's not memorable. <laughs> no, is it's too memorable because it's the dumbest name. I feel like Grayson named it that. <laughs> it's not or Yorick. I don't know. It like, sounds like something you mine in Minecraft. It's unobtainium, Dad. Duh. Some a producer's child is like, hey, this is what this. Okay, we'll 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 throw it in there. Yeah. It's the wish ver. Unobtainium is the wish the wish version of vibranium. <laughs> this is bef- damn. <laughs> yeah. Welcome. You're welcome. And so basically, you know, small ounces of it go for a high amount dollar wise. So it's all about mining this 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 mineral so they can make money. Greed. And so they have basically grown these bodies using human DNA, but mimic it of the indigenous people. And then you use these machines where you can control it. So the bodies are alive, but they need your, somehow they're connected, I guess by Bluetooth. I don't know. <laughs> literally, literally. <laughs> like some Wi-Fi it's connection or something. It's, no, it's Bluetooth because they're blue people. Yeah. It's so, I'm. I mean, I'm guessing the the human body doesn't necessarily sleep, but I still don't know how that works. I don't know how <laughs> most of that movie works. Yeah. But but basically, kind of, they, the knowledge for it's unobtainium. Yeah. So Jake takes over this body for the first time. Of course, he's paralyzed from the waist down. He starts seeing he's got use of his of, of legs. He can't use his own. They're, they're trying to do assessments of him, but he's like, shoot, I got legs. I want to run. <laughs> and he takes off running and just, hey, I'm, 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 I got this, you know. And um, and so he's kind of torn. He's a part of this science group that's just wanting to study, to learn, mm-hmm. you know. Then you got the military that's wanting to go in and just move these people out so they can get this this mineral mine for this this big wig. And. So their military is using Jake to get close to the people, learn their ways, learn everything about them. And so he can either convince them to move so they can have an easier time mining. Or if that doesn't work, they're just going to come in and take it by force, you know. And so along the way, he meets uh, Natiri, who saves him from these. I call them hyenas because they laugh. They they sounded like hyenas laughing, but they're just really alien type hyenas. Um, and of course, over time, she, she basically he takes, she takes him home. The, her dad and mother put, put a, make it her responsibility to teach him like just easily, <laughs> like mom comes out, kind of takes does her assessment. Like, all right, I think he's good. <laughs> teach him our ways, teach him all our secrets. Just, just tell them, you know, tell him everything we know, that he needs to know. And, um, of course they fall for each other and which is kind of in conflict because she's already a set to marry someone that's going to take mm-hmm. over as king at some point. Um, I'm just like, all right, of course. <laughs> but um, I like the visuals. Um, like, I don't, I don't think I would have appreciated this movie if I'd watched it when it came out then. Just different headspace now. Well, and so when you watched it, it was in, was it in real 3D? Yeah. Okay. I missed, I missed the, I wanted to see the, um, IMAX 3D, but I didn't get up early enough for that. So, you know, so, um, so I watched the real 3D version. Probably and, um, better. Probably better. Yeah, I mean it was it was cool. Like there's some moments where it's like a real kind of flicker. I don't know. I don't know what happened. Like I feel like 
I lost <laughs> not really conscious, <laughs> but just like something flashed real quick. I don't know what it. I don't know if it was just something on the screen that I wasn't. Maybe I wasn't yeah. sitting in the right space. But um, certain things floating around, you know, you can see it out. Because I sat a little closer. Normally I was sitting mm-hmm. by, in the back row, but I sat a little closer and to the side. And uh, that might have been it since I wasn't in the middle. But um, I mean, I feel like it's aged well for a 13 year old movie. Well, they you know? probably fixed the 3D because when I when I orig- when the movie originally came out, I didn't really have much interest in going to see it. But mm-hmm. um, before it is before York was born, but when his mom and I were still married, we went and saw it at the IMAX, and uh, it was in 3D, but it was in just regular 3D. And I don't know if it's where we were sitting. I don't know if it's just because it was 3D. It just something just always seemed off and just didn't feel right watching mm-hmm. it. And it kind of took me out. Plus, I, yeah, it just it just turned out the movie wasn't for me. I've tried rewatching it, and it's like, yeah, it's about the same. I'm still kind of just, it's okay. I'm not. Yeah. Like when there's people that are like just absolutely loving and are like chomping at the bit, cutting down the days for the sequel. I'm just like, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna have to see this damn movie. Okay, <laughs> so I can before, talk about it. Right before watching it, you know, I just never, it just never interested me, even from the trailer. It's like, right. Then on Disney Plus, and then we got the new one coming out. I'm like, okay, this looks interesting. Maybe I'll watch it. So I tried watching it on Disney Plus, but I'm like, I think this should be a movie, like be in the yeah. theater watch. So when they re-release, especially like, for the first time, yeah, yeah. So when I when I saw they were re-releasing, I'm like, okay, yeah, that's how I'm going to watch it. And um, then I could see what all of the hoopla was about. Right. Um, I mean, I'm pretty sure, like I posted, like this is my first time watching it. Even my mom watched this before me. Yeah. She saw this 13 years ago in the theaters and watched it. And because uh, I found that out, I'm like, yeah, I went and watched it. Like. So there's a movie that you've watched that I haven't <laughs> in the theater at that. So I found that funny. She's she like, liked yeah. it. Yeah, she son, it. I got like, skills. <laughs> yeah, she, that was a movie that she wasn't really wanting to watch. But boyfriend like, hey, let's go see it. And she's like, I didn't want to, but I ended up liking it. I'm like, all right. So it's a movie that I originally didn't want to watch, and I finally mm-hmm. saw it. I'm glad I did. I well, enjoyed it. Nick. And now you can yeah. take your mom to go see it during Christmas. Yeah, see? There you go. And um, so I, I'm more... Looking forward more to the sequel now. Now I'm not like overly hyped. Right, thing, not like counting down but, the days. But yeah, you're like, yeah, I'm, you know, like I know, I'm I know to. Yeah, now that I've watched it, right in time for seeing it. But um, again, I don't know how I would have felt about it if I'd actually watched it. But I feel like I probably wouldn't have appreciated it as much. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I did enjoy it. Um, just. Like the aerial shots, and even had some dog fightings with their winged animals they had. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, "How are y'all gonna fight these military that are armed with guns and helicopters, metal, mm-hmm. uh, arrows?" And but they managed to manage to make it happen. I mean, they lost yep. a lot in the battle, but yep. they made it. They made it do this thing. So now. As I said at the end of the movie, this isn't over, so I guess we're going to see them try to come back and claim what they couldn't claim. Or whatever the story is. Yeah. Right. Now, if you do watch this, there is like a about a five-minute clip from the new movie there to just mm-hmm. kind of 
get you acquainted. So if Jeez. you do see it, yeah it's, mid, yeah, it's mid credits. So you don't have to wait too long. It'll play okay. and you can leave. <clears throat> yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so for TV, for TV, we got She-Hulk, the wedding episode. Man, a lot of people were mad about this one. I mean, big shocker, a lot of people were mad, mad about She-Hulk, but, you know, but they mad because they were expecting to get their Matt Burdock on this episode. Didn't happen. They just had to. That's a, not going to be to the last episode. I yeah. think. Oh, it's going to be like the last episode with two minutes left. Yeah. Yeah. But as far as the episode, I enjoyed it. I thought it was. Yeah, it was, it was fun. fun. It was fun. You know, she goes to this wedding. And she doesn't want to like, go to. She doesn't want to go to. She doesn't. And she actually shows up as She-Hulk. Yep. Because she can do like, this off the person. Yep. And Brian's like, please don't do this. And of course, we got Titania appearing here. Yep. It's like, why are you here? She's sponsoring it. Or not yes. sponsoring, but she's like coming so with she, a date. She's her. The person her. She's the plus one of someone that's, right. that's friends with the groom, I think, or something. Right. Like, something like that. Something like that. Yeah. So she got in in the door basically because she knew she knew. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking she's friends with the bride and she knew that she was, yeah. you know, inviting Jen's like, yeah, we'll come here and try to embarrass her and you know things don't go the way she wants yep <laughs> i thought it was a fun episode yeah it's, and that's all this show is it's just yeah. fun yeah. it's a it's a break i guess you could say from like the heaviness of a lot of the other marvel shows yeah. and it follows the comics like a lot of people don't understand that this is just how the comics are yeah from what i've been reading and seeing people talk about it like they're not they're not like doing anything new. This is this yeah. Is this is just new to you because you haven't read the comics and or wanted to have a very specific way of what you're expe- you're expecting a Marvel show or movie to be. Right. And when it doesn't live up to your expectations, but it's living up to, but it's directly what it's like in the comics. <laughs> you can be mad. This no, yeah, it's, it's great. Just, and it's, I love it's in its lane. It's doing what it's supposed yeah, to. Exactly. And I love Tatiana Mazzani in this. She's great as yep. as Jennifer. Just Jen. Sorry, just Jen. Jen. Uh, just Jen, attorney at law. <laughs> and then I like the scene where her her assistant was helping mm-hmm. the attorney taking over. I like that whole yeah. thing. Mr. Immortal. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, he just <laughs> doesn't want to face confrontation, so he just kills himself and walks he off. He just kills himself, yeah. That's why he's been married how many times? <laughs> Too many. <laughs> And he didn't discriminate. Yeah. It was equal opportunity. Like, hey, man, woman, black, white, Asian. Hey, yep. I love knows no bounds. Yes. But if you confront with me, I'm out. Yep, exactly. <laughs> Can't do this anymore. No, it's great. I I love it. So, yeah. No, it was another great episode. Uh, there are, there's nine total. I think we're on six. So there's three left. Three left. But also coming out the day before She-Hulk came out, we have Star Wars' Andor. Or or should we say Andor Star Wars? (laughs) (laughs) It's like and slash or Star Wars. Andor. Indoor. 
Yeah, well, kind of started it, but I didn't. Again, my mm-hmm. brainer lately wasn't really we focused on it, so I'll get to watching it though. So there's twelve episodes. I guess it's already been greenlit for a season two. According to IMDb, there's already it shows twenty four episodes. I thought there was legit twenty four episodes. No, there's twelve episodes in this first season. The first three episodes dropped uh, this past Wednesday. So the show is the prequel series to the Star Wars Rogue One. In an era filled with danger, deception, and intrigue, Cassian will embark on the path that is destined to turn him into a rebel hero. So, starring Diego Luna as Cassian Andor, Stellan Skarsgård as Luthen Rail, Alex Ferns as Sergeant Kostek, Genevieve O'Reilly as Mon Mothma, uh, and then trying to think of that actress's name that's from Harry Potter and also from. Uh, Oh, Fiona Shaw. I knew she was just a Fiona. I couldn't remember which one. But Fiona Shaw plays um, Merva Andor. But yeah, it's... So, the first one's a little... First episode's a little slow. As it probably should to kind of help build a story, build character. Kind of introduce you to everybody in it. And kind of give you an idea of what the world looks like. Or the worlds <laughs> uh, look like in at this time period and what's currently going on before it kind of builds to why things are occurring right? and what this mission is and purpose of it is uh, I'm enjoying it uh, again first one a little bit slow second one's okay third one starts kind of things start kind of happening a little bit but they do a lot of flashbacks of Cassian as a young boy kind of growing up in the, uh, in the woods and everything. So there's some, uh, yeah, kind of his glimpses into his childhood and how he came to be the person he is now. So it's pretty good. Uh, I like it. I'm enjoying it more than I probably thought I would. Because I, I really liked Rogue One. I know there's kind of a weird. There's like a group of people that really liked Rogue One. And there's some that are like, well, I don't like it because it's not as it's not very Star Warsy. No, if you look at it as for me, when I watched Rogue One, I looked at it as more almost like a war film. Yeah. Uh, than like a sci fi. Battle film. You know, it's about them trying to. Go get the thing, <laughs> go get the thing, and then fight, have this, you know, kind of major, like, war battle scene on this island at the end. And see it more as something kind of similar to that, maybe a little espionage but it, it shot that way. I would actually, I, again, this is on my list of movies I would, I would really like to see in a black and white version. Because yeah. the way I, I feel like it's shot and... And the way that story kind of goes, it would serve as it really well as a black and white film, except for the very end scene when Darth Vader appears 
And the only thing that's in color, the only thing that's in color is his lightsaber. That'd be cool. And wouldn't that be badass? I was yeah. thinking about that the other day. I said, oh, like everything should just, it should just be like this black and white film. And the only thing in color is that lightsaber. Yeah. The door cuts up yeah. and then that light. Yes. Man. To hear the sirens. Yeah. Crap, we're gonna die. Yep. Yeah, I mean, would have been perfect. Yeah. But yeah, you know. It is what it is. So but I, I mean, so I'm I'm interested in this because I really like that movie. So because it is different than what's you know, than the other Star Wars movies. It's still the only Star Wars thing that I own <laughs> that I bought. <Really? laughs> yeah. So it says a lot. <laughs> yeah. True, true. But yeah, that's all I got. Um, trying to remember what's coming out this week. Shame on me. Oh, Hocus Pocus 2 drops Friday. I only know this because my wife's trying to do a Hocus Pocus 2 party. Screen, you know, watch party. So. Yeah, I but guess we'll see how that turns out. I have not watched the original. So. God, I'm so happy for you. I mean, it looks <laughs> like a fun movie. And I always say that it's not a bad movie. It's not a bad movie. It is a cute movie, except for when your kid watches it over and over and over for almost a solid month. Like most mo- like any other movie that you really enjoy or that you kind of like. When someone watches it over and over and over and over for a solid month, it gets old real quick. Yeah, that's kind of like when Kyle used to watch Monster House a lot. Oh my God, that's such a bad movie. I mean, I I liked it, but I I, I found I that's found enjoyment. Sh- like for a kid, that's scary shit though. She, she liked it. She watched yeah, it. We watched it. Too. I'm like I'm like both of them did. Yeah, I'm like I mean I I did get burned out on it, but I was like, all right, it's a cool, creepy little kid movie, but. <laughs> But um, a lot of kid movies that Kyla watched a lot that I'm mm. glad she kind of grew out of. Facts. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah. I mean, I watched the old trailer and the new trailer. I'm like, seem like they're trying to stick to the similar vibes. Yeah, yeah the formula. And it looks fun. I don't know. I may yeah. I may check it out or not. No, no real rush. Should do me. a double feature. Yeah, should do a double feature. Get back to me. Because that's true. The next time we were we recorded will be Rocktober. We'll be entering our Rocktober month. So we will have our. Goes. Yep, I will have. I my goal is to have a Halloween movie a month, or I mean a week. Like each episode, I will have at least one Halloween themed movie. So one at least scary movie to recommend. Plus, we have a lot dropping too that week, or I mean that month. True. So. That's true. We have the new Marlon Wayans uh, Netflix movie. We have Halloween Ends, which uh, hopefully our friends at $2 late fee will be able to get that set up. And yeah, and got some others too. Yeah, spooky, spooky October. Yes, love it. It's only one month. That's fine. You can bleed it into it is November. It is. Huh? Bleed it into right. November. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, some history around yeah. Thanksgiving. It's horrific. We'll go. Right. 
Exactly. True. Uh, For Thanksgiving, we'll just do we'll do a movie. We could do oh god, no, no, we won't. I was thinking we could do the New World, but that is such a very long, very dry movie. The New Worlds by Ter- Terrence Malick. So okay. just saying the words Terrence Malick should just go ahead and tell you how long this movie is. <laughs> it's very beautiful. It's like an A24 movie if there was nothing scary about it. <laughs> Except <Okay>. the malaria. <laughs> but yeah, Colin Farrell's in it. It's a big cast. It's about John Smith and uh, Pocahontas and all that. Uh, it's so it's it's it was rough. I'd said I saw that one in theater and was like, like oof, this is rough. Go. <laughs> I think it's the only Terrence Malick movie I've ever seen in theater. So I think I learned no lesson the first time. I've rented them and watched yeah. them in increments because they are long. They are very beautiful. And they eventually get somewhere at some point. <laughs> they are. It, it is an experience for sure, but it's a, an experience that you need to watch in increments. <laughs> okay. Or to the wise. Oh my goodness. Well, friends, we have come to the end of our episode. Hope everyone has an amazing week this week. As we close out September and we welcome with open arms Rocktober and all the amazing movies that okay all the amazing movies and also Black Adam uh, that are soon to be coming out next month Um, we will talk to y'all next week thanks for listening if you enjoyed our show and have a moment please rate and review it helps us out a lot also recommend us to someone that enjoys movies or also has kids. You can find us on Twitter at PA Movie Podcast and on Instagram at Parental underscore advisory underscore movie underscore pod. Be sure to join our Facebook group, Parental Advisory Movie Podcast, and join in on the fun.